But so. I kind of liked what we did last time where we just kind of. Here, let me. Yeah, we just so kind of see, it kinda see and listen and kind of yeah. riff off of that. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to What the Fork. I'm Jared Duran. I'm Jason Kyle. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Hooten Review, and you can email us. Nope, that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter at, at What the Fork Pod, and you can email us at What the Fork Pod at gmail dot com. Um, and uh, what else do I have to get out of the way? Well, we haven't actually aired one of these yet, so um, it, it may it may be a while before we have some feedback um but you know what i was thinking actually um and i'm I'm interested to hear your your um input on this because i haven't i have um i finished editing the the teaser that's going to go up um but i haven't um i haven't put the music on either end and i was thinking especially since you brought up david burns heaven Mm -hmm. it made me think there's so many 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 songs titled heaven especially mm-hmm. the period between 1980 and 19 probably 1986 maybe <laughs> maybe 88 but it seemed like everybody had a song called heaven um and i'm not even talking variations on it not um not uh you know heaven is a place on earth or not uh, although maybe the official title of that one is heaven i don't know but uh, or just like heaven uh, but actually just heaven mm-hmm. and i i think that there's probably enough songs with that title to go around regardless of whether or not they're good they may be cheesy as fuck, but I think it would be great <laughs> to have that be um, a new one with every episode. That be the outro song. Yes, I think for this one we should definitely pick Brian Adams because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to pull the mic in just a little bit closer? Yeah. Um, Oops. There we go. <laughs> um, I was listening to I'm I'm almost caught up with Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, which got spoiled for me by um the next conversation anyway, because mm. I know that they're pregnant. Yeah, I saw he tweeted too. He, he did success. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which is, you know, congratulations for them. That's that's awesome. Um because if you listen to the podcast, which I've now listened to about a hundred episodes in the span of I think two months or so, uh, which is uh, it's a lot of Matt and Dory, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they were they were talking about the Brian Adams song "Heaven," <laughs> and it's it's funny that you mention that right now. But this is not about any of the things we just talked about. This is about the amazing show, "The Good Place," which, as we're recording, is one week out from airing season three. That's correct. Did uh, Papa Danson win an Emmy? I, I didn't. I didn't catch the Emmy Awards. I didn't watch the Emmys either. No, I am. I am not good as far as um, as far as um, uh, media consumer and pop culture junkie uh, watching award shows. I've been so busy working on projects in the last week and a half that I uh, uh, until I actually looked at a TV and saw that. Uh, there was a red carpet and Laura Dern was on it. 
this is terrible. Google, what the fuck? So I, I, I started typing in did Ted Danson and it begins completing did Ted Danson die? I hope that's not. terrible. That's uh, also then it starts to complete with did Ted Danson win the World Cup? Um, he won the World Cup of my heart. <laughs> uh, so, um, did you listen to um, Kristen Bell on Mark Maron? I did. That was that was a really fun interview. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if she's ever serious. I wonder that too. But then maybe that's just her her public persona. I uh, who knows? I literally grew up probably ten miles away from her. Oh yeah, uh, and probably Dax too, because I've uh, they both grew up. In, well, she said, yeah, she grew up in Detroit. Yeah, so I it's it's that Midwestern like thumb Michigan thumb sorry humor, where like they just love to fuck with people. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, he did not. Oh, he he was nominated. Who won instead? Wait, Dancing. wait, wait. Um, no, let's see. Earn, he earned the Emmy nod. People were saying that's oh, a surprise, which I don't understand how that's a surprise. He was, he was, um, well deserving of it. So that's maybe it's a surprise that they're recognizing something good. Um, I want to find out who won now because if it's not. Um, if it's not uh, well I can't think of anybody who was more deserving than Ted Danson um, oh okay oh, okay no, no. Bill Hader Bill Hader no. I could see that he's allowed <laughs> I'll he, allow yeah, it he, he um, so he was nominated for Barry yeah and you know I didn't know that he was nominated for Barry That's really cool. I, Barry was really good. I liked Barry a lot. Did you watch that one? I am. Uh, we're f- trying to finish, uh, of course, uh, Good Place and Westworld, and then Barry's next. Okay. I, I uh, need to see see Westworld. Uh, um, uh, but uh, I've, I've heard good things, plus uh, The Fonz is in that show. Yes, Henry Winkler, which mm-hmm. I think he won too. Didn't he win? Yes, I did hear that because someone made a joke about – Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's that's cool. I you know that's a toss up. I so you haven't seen it but um but Barry Barry was was really good. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was I thought it was well written. I thought it was well acted um all around. So I mean, at least it went to to something good like that. But I I I feel like the Good Place was a better comedy. Okay. Um, I, um you'll you, have to see it though. Yeah, usually when I hear about a concept involving a hitman trying to do another career, mm-hmm. I always think they're just copying off Gross Point Blank. Yes. Yeah. Except. Uh, ex- yes. Yeah. That's true. And I I. I as I'm a huge fan of that movie, 
and that movie soundtrack. Yeah. And I don't want anything to like ruin that movie in my mind or the, the original score composed by the late great Joe Strummer. Yes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but, uh, so, but I've come around. I, I do like Bill Hader, uh, a lot. I like his, um, whenever he was on SNL he would always do like the old timey, like skits. Yeah. Yeah. All the Vincent Price and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And then he was on Brooklyn nine, nine for like three episodes. He was, that's right. As the replacement captain. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was really good. Um, I mean, and how, how awesome is, is it that that is coming back and in a full season too, they're giving it 22 episodes. I, last I heard it was 18. I thought they upped it to 22, but that may be that again, that may be. So I know, uh, they're not coming back till January because apparently there's another show probably playing on Thursday night called The Good Place. That, yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, if you're Michael Shore, why take one of your shows anywhere else at this point? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I mean, what other shows? Now, now I'm going to go down another rabbit hole and then, then we'll get into the, the episode proper. Um, but what I, so... I think that the only Michael Shore show that I haven't really watched um, is, is it, okay, that's got to be him. Yes. Right? Michael Shore drummer. Nope, that's not it. Oh, uh, Michael Shore, the death cap for key drummer? Apparently. <laughs> yes. Um... Did I just get the wrong person? It is Michael Shore, right? That's C-H-U-R. Oh, that could be it. Um, oops. Like I would ever need to ask who the creator. Oh, yeah, S-C-H-U-R. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and Google him now. Just because I'm curious, I think that the only Michael Shore show that I haven't watched is um, is The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, and, you know, I, I was one of those people at the time who's a devotee of the Ricky Gervais version mm-hmm. and thought that was hysterically funny and this was also hot on the heels of great british comedies that were having american remakes uh such as coupling which why it's like take the british show that turned friends into like a real actual adult show and then make it into a bad copycat of friends in america I, yeah, I, I don't get that. But I, um, I was once and, like that too. I was like, oh, I already know this is going to suck. They remade a British show. Uh, that was well received. And then I think it was like season two or three, like I just came around and watched the show. I was like, this show's amazing. You know what I find though is like, I so I work currently, my day job is working at a call center mm-hmm. with a bunch of kids half my age who have their whole lives ahead of them and 
I find that the those clock, bastards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I just sit there and I'm like, darn it. <laughs> but the office, there a lot of them, you know, 20, 21 year olds are watching The Office for the first time because mm-hmm. of Netflix, right? And they're talking about like it's this brand new show, and it's amazing to me. Like, I've watched this show for like ten years, like at least two or three times, mm-hmm. and um, it's amazing like to get their perspective on it now. It's like how Steve Carell is just so his performances and the things he says is just so cringeworthy, mm-hmm. um, and and also hilarious. And like I I can see why NBC wants to do like another remake because it's still it's still popular i didn't realize they wanted to do that yeah they've been talking about like doing a comeback i think mainly just because um uh who's the guy who plays dwight um uh he's in that shark movie i can't think of his name what because i'm on the spot oh oh uh, rain wilson yeah i think rain wilson needs work he keeps popping up and stuff though. He was have you, you have you watched Discovery yet? No. Oh, that's right. He plays Mud. He plays Mud. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um No, I I haven't watched Discovery yet. Um, and he does an interesting version of Mud. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Oh, yeah, that's right cuz I remember him saying he was going to play Mud and I was like, "Oh, this this is not going to suck. Discovery is not going to suck." And and it didn't. I mean, I'm, I I ended up liking that quite a bit. Um, oh. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more excited that there's a new Picard show coming. Oh, but, that makes um, me. Yeah, that's I. You know what I was thinking about though, because I've I've had some ideas of these that I've that I've aired on Twitter, which at ltd underscore engagement. Um, but one was that Jean Luc Picard goes on many shuttle flights and doesn't ever have anything bad happen um, <laughs> because, <laughs> um and, but i was thinking you know what would be cool is if it's it's something completely because they could go like non-space based like maybe he goes and he just manages the vineyard you know <laughs> the, the picard vineyard and uh <laughs> he just he makes wines it turns the one the episode where he recites french poetry right or um i was also thinking of maybe he's decided now he wants to hang out and just tell stories with the the aliens from uh uh darmok you know with the (laughs) (laughs) um that could be that could be fun um but yeah, okay. So I guess and I didn't I didn't know this um, that he was uh, he was a writer for Weekend Update for seven years. Oh, Michael Shore. And did I see he wrote an episode of The OC? He did. No, he was an actor in it. He played oh, okay. Paul. He's okay. apparently acted twice. He was in Misguided. I have no idea what that was. Um, but uh, yeah, I that's. Oh, and he wrote an episode of Black Bear? That's what it says. Nosedive. Okay. He co-wrote it with Rashida Jones. Oh. And I have never watched Black Mirror. I think he would dig that show. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's bleak as hell. Um, but it's also British. Um, 
So there's that. <laughs> Bleak is never far behind in right. any British show. I was going to say, yeah. Which uh, is, is not, it's a selling point for me, but. So it's bleak. It's like um, Twilight show. It's like the Twilight Zone with, with cell phones. Um, oh, cool. And uh, it's Daniel Kalua, I think that's how you pronounce his name. The actor from Get Out. He's in like in the first season. Oh, okay. And the best one though, that's the Christmas episode. And it's John Hamm. And, um, oh, I think it's one of the Weasleys from Harry Potter <laughs> uh, is, is that's the best episode. All um, right. But then the new one, since they've been making them for Netflix, there's one in season four that's based on Star Trek. It's a reference Star Trek. Uh, yeah. So they're going to, um, they're going to do that as a, um, as a bonus episode for Patreon supporters for Star Trek this conversation is is oh, talk about that one. Very nice. So I, I gotta I guess I gotta go ahead and watch that. Mm-hmm. Is that one where you have to it's it's a serial kind of No, no? you can watch them separate. Okay. They're all standalone kind of stories, like the Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah. Which I just we're I swear we're gonna talk about the good place. Um but <laughs> I just read uh Jordan Peele's tweet about him being the new host for for the twilight zone reboot which yes. is awesome and is now maybe the second reason for me to keep my my cbs all access pass because mm-hmm. the only i the only thing i've ever watched on it well two things were discovery and then after trek mm-hmm. um i have never watched anything else on cbs all access no and it's just a matter of time for me to find like an hour in the day to use my dad's CBS all access password and uh, start watching those episodes. Cause I know once I start, I'm never going to stop. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really well-written show. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it now with the new direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause it's um, that um, Brian, is it the guy who did um, it's Brian Fuller? Yeah. Brian Fuller. He did pushing daisies. I always, yeah. he has this habit of, Picking a show and then leaving it. Right. Because he did that with Discovery and then he did that. He just did that with that American God show. Oh, really? Yeah. He decided to leave that. I have the first season of that and I haven't watched it yet. I need to watch that show. Um, um, but yeah, so that's just, I, Pushing Daisies was great. I love that show so much. Um, Janelle was just doing a rewatch of that and, and I was catching episodes here and there and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I really liked that show. It's a shame it didn't hang around longer. Yeah. But just high, it's these highest concept shows like pushing daisies in the good place. Right. Which we're going to get into. (laughs) Um, but see what I did there? The, yes. Well done. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the the sound of the stairs. Um, I think it's it, his. So he hasn't done created that many shows. For some reason, I think of him as this like master television creator, but he hasn't really been around that long. I guess Parks and Rec was amazing, mm-hmm. um, and I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. But um, yeah, it's. I was just kind of thinking because all of his stuff pre- has predominantly been NBC. And I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the first that wasn't. So at this point, why go outside of NBC? All right. Um, So let's talk about the episode. And 
we left off with the um, the giant shrimp. <laughs> uh, basically, Eleanor, Eleanor, uh, ruining everything with uh, with what she, what she's done, um, and uh, and and now everybody's uh, walking around in, in terrible blue and yellow striped uh, jumpsuits that uh, uh, will. Um, uh yeah <laughs> anyway all right so let's jump in at the beginning as it loads and and loads your hands soulmate i uh i, I don't know what to do here this is a mess morally speaking this is a, a putrid disgusting bowl of ethical soup okay well how about <laughs> we just chill and Go to the town meeting and talk it out after. Great. Hey, how do I make that helper woman show up? Hello? Front desk lady? Magical slave robot? Excuse me, Janet? Hi there. Still not used to it. Um, Janet, I need... Quick question. Can anyone access our search history, or is this an incognito browsing situation like when you're stalking a hotmail man from your work computer? It is 100% confidential. No one can access what you ask me, including Michael. Now, what kind of pornography would you like to see? No, 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 not porn. I, um, I, I need clothes, like yours and Chidi's with the stripes. There you go. So, yeah, the the whole... Janet's um, knowing remark um, that uh, about porn. Yes. So the assumption that Eleanor is not the first to have asked. Right. Like, um, it's amazing as organized religion has been a uh, been against it for quite some time. I think since the history of time, and then like, oh, here you go, <laughs> <laughs> porn. Which again, you know, maybe a tip off. That um, that it's not um, that uh, well <clears throat> as things are are, are revealed later, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, that something is off, um, and I, I think there there are a number of them throughout. Um, but a, a great opening <clears throat> opening sequence, and um, we're you, about to yeah. I was just thinking too, like since you can't swear in heaven. How lame would porn sound? And, and well, it's essentially going to be, and and this is going to sound awful, but it'll it'll be sweaty people yelling, "Yeah, fork me, fork me, fork me, yeah. <laughs> fork me, fork me hard." <laughs> I love that shirt. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, you're not wearing a shirt. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, all right. This. Everybody, everybody, uh, uh, gather around, please. Thank you. Thank which you. Poor Michael Obviously, coming up here. There's something very wrong with this neighborhood. We don't know what it is, how long it will last, or what caused it. What do we know, Janet? We know where it happened. Here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Chaos happened here. See, that's the trouble with these perfect systems. One little flaw can lead to. Well, it can lead to Gary over there. Yes. <laughs> Gary, hang in there, buddy. Picasso Gary. Yes. 
What is that called again? Sweat. Right, right. Still not used <laughs> to being in a human body. And what do you do with sweat? Do you, do you lick it away? Is that right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you lick the cloth. And then you lick the cloth? <laughs> that seems weirder. Michael. Okay, that's a good sign. It could mean that this is almost over. Oh, such a relief. That was my first time as a fashion don't, and I did not care for it. <laughs> All right. Where where do you want to head now? Uh, I, I was remarking again at um, uh, the just the, the selfishness of... Um, of Tahani? Of Tahani. Just um, like fashion don'ts and fashion do's. Like she's always obsessed with her appearance. and Right. Um, again, like how just these little clues that she keeps dropping that uh, just keep driving like this is not what you think it is. Right, right, right. And, well, and it's interesting as, as, you, um, as you watch through who shows the signs that oh, this isn't quite right. So Eleanor is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. And then you have Tahani next, really, who mm-hmm. can't stop talking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mostly because um, you know of her of of her sworn to you know vow of silence mm-hmm. uh, soulmate. Um, but the sort of. There's, I'm sure that everybody has someone like this in their life who, um, is always, you know, putting forth this sort of everything is told in a cheery tone, and you've got you know, people, uh, the 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 talking in the cheery tone, always uh, doing something under the pretense of helping people, but really saying horrible, horrible things yes. all along the way. And and there's that um, that sort of uh, that clip um, to her speech that you don't hear that she said something truly awful until after you've already moved on to the next thing, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Also, just looking at the crowd too, like did everyone in this neighborhood just die young? Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of middle aged people there, mm-hmm. but. Um, that's uh that's true they are predominantly predominantly young all right and so we enter on chidi how do we do it is there a pill i can take or something i could vape where did you get a chalkboard it's the good place you can get anything you want at any time and you chose a chalkboard what are you reading the metaphysics of morals by immanuel kant it's a treatise on the aesthetic preconditions of the mind's receptivity to duty. It's a book on how to act good. Oh, great. So you've decided to help me. I don't know. There's a thousand questions. Is there a moral imperative to help you? Do I have a greater obligation to my community? Are you taking someone else's spot? Someone who deserves to be here? Ooh, on that question, I honestly think I was just put here by mistake. Because Michael called me Eleanor Shellstrop, so he knows I'm me. He's just wrong about my overall quality level. Please help me, man. I swear I am worth it. Tell me one fact that you know about me. We spent the whole day together. You must remember something. What country am I from? 
Is it racist if I say Africa? (laughs) Africa is not a country. I'm from Senegal. Do I have any siblings? Where did I go to college? Trick question, you didn't. I was literally a college professor. Do you not remember one single thing about me? Dude, things have been nuts around here. I bet you don't know anything about me. You were born in Phoenix. You went to school in Tempe. You're an only child. Your favorite show is something called The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And your favorite book is Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. (laughs) How did you know all that? Because you are constantly talking about yourself. You are the most self-obsessed person I've ever met. You should see Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. (laughs) This is my fear about you, Eleanor. You are too selfish to ever be a good person. Well, I think you're wrong. What country am I from again? Sensodyne. That is a brand of toothpaste. <laughs> Look, the only thing that you are concerned with is your own happiness. That's your problem. <laughs> All right. So, I, I, yeah. The, how do you unpack that exactly? Well, I think the so as someone who's uh, growing up with um, Mormonism and I guess Christianity uh, for all their life, I like the the first book that uh, Chidi pulls out on how to be a good person is not a Bible, um, but Kant, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. which is um, telling um, because it's. Uh, um, it's this isn't a show that's trying to divide people. Um, I don't think. Um, it's. I think we can all agree on philosophy, at least. And um, well, ask a philosopher. Yes. Uh, <laughs> ask my mom. Actually, she got her master's in. Um, she got a degree in philosophy and then like a master's in law, so she can really argue about philosophy. Mm. Um, but it's interesting. Well, and do you remember much about what Kristen Bell said? Um, Michael Shore's idea for the good place came from. Yeah, it came from like a Starbucks. Yeah, well, and the idea of of putting money mm. in the tip jar, but it really waiting to make sure that the person saw he was putting it in the tip jar, and it being more important for them to see that he was doing something mm. good than actually just doing it. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I kind of related. I, I liked that a lot. That it was, and how she described him as this person who wants to do good things, and mm-hmm. but like, why are we doing it? Why exactly, and what is the motivation? Which mm-hmm. is, which is a very philosophical question. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the why of things. Whereas, um, religion, for the most part, attempts to. I you know I think anyway, and I'm not a religious person, and I was raised Jewish, but it's it seems like religion attempts to explain things so you don't so much ask the questions, mm-hmm. uh, or in a way that that makes it so you are less questioning than you might be. Um, I think Judaism is a little closer to philosophy in that, in that the the rabbi uh, is really supposed to be somebody who you know, or, or they have people who study and, um, the, the, the Talmud and, and, um, attempt to, to, um, 
or, or in a questioning way, really, mm. to 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 try to find the the meaning of things. And but it's interesting to go back to that first episode. You know, the way Michael puts it, everybody gets it a little right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, you know, it it would be interesting to hear him talk about the philosophers. Philosophy is not so much mentioned by anybody except Chidi. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there, there's also, um, which plays heavily into his character, which, you know, not much is directly revealed about Chidi in these first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyond his the study of philosophy and his choice whether or not to help um, Eleanor, mm-hmm. uh, but again, laying these kind of clues, watching in in retrospect, they made him a student of and teacher of philosophy, which is essentially you can study and question endlessly without ever having to land on anything, right? <laughs> Whereas religion. There's a written word mm-hmm. and there's command. So you have your basic rules, your commandments, mm-hmm. and you people can interpret what's inside this book in many different ways. If you're, say, um, a king, you can then turn in your way so you can have as many wives as you want. Sure. Yeah. You know, or yeah. if you're, <coughs> if you're a, uh, if you're just a person or you can determine it to say you, you can turn, you can pretty much shape anything in the Bible or any book uh, in any way that you feel fits your worldview mm-hmm. where I think philosophy, maybe the reason why philosophy is chosen is because um, and maybe help me out here. Um, well, so, yeah. it, it's again, talking about that idea of, of cheating, never having to take a firm stance. Yeah, he, he you, you can find an argument to support anything really, and mm. the the idea that you can that one one philosophy will directly question another, and mm. within that, even the philosophies. And if my mom is listening, I'm sure she'll she'll correct me. But there's no certainty really, mm. and it questions itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's inter- because the entire you know. Chidi takes an awful long time debating what is right and what is wrong and what, you know, what is his place in deciding whether or not to help Eleanor mm. stay in the good place and, mm. earn, and earn her space. I think what's interesting, too, about just the whole religion, not religion sort of thing is at least, like, people find can find religion confining, but I was doing some research on Kant. And he always believed that morality is rooted in human freedom. So I, hmm. um, at least according to Wikipedia, that's what I got. <laughs> so you didn't do deep research. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can get as deep as we want here. Um, but uh, I just gathering what I got from Wikipedia. And I, I did take a couple philosophy courses and, and college too. So, you know, I know enough to be dangerous, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I took, yeah, I, I took intro to philosophy. Um, but, all right. Yeah. But I was always like, I was just thinking too, like the, 
the guilt that Eleanor is supposed to feel. So like, um, maybe it isn't or should be feeling like, where does that go? Like she doesn't have any. So, well, I think there's a little bit of having it. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is that it usually is because, um, because she doesn't like feeling bad mm-hmm. and therefore, you know, she doesn't want to do anything that, um, it's not necessarily guilt about what she's done as, uh, as not wanting to feel, uh, sorry for anything or not wanting to, she doesn't like to feel negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And so when, uh, you know, th- when the things that she does begins to have, begin to have real repercussions and in big ways that are impossible for her to miss mm-hmm. is when she starts to, to act a little differently. Yeah. Um, there's the, um, and I don't know how much we need to go through it, but there's the, um, they kind of parallel the way she's acting in this episode to being the designated driver yes, or never being the designated driver mm-hmm. rather in, um, in, in her, uh, pre-death life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it's, there was nothing, there was no reason for her to, uh, stop and, and feel the negative emotions because she could just act uh, obliviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I'm going to... Well, okay. So this beginning part is 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 kind of fun yes. with that. So Give it to me. For the record, I did that out of principle because it absolutely had your name on it. If I check the other ones, I can figure it out by process of elimination. Again, out of principle, let it wash over you, Betsy. This is what integrity looks like. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's get started. Things have settled down. Woo. <laughs> so hopefully we're off and running. Welcome to orientation day two. Now, today we're going to start with something that everyone has always wanted to do. Flying. <laughs> now that you're dead, let's live a little, right? Uh, sorry, uh, Michael. I might. I was just thinking earlier today in all of the chaos, large swaths of this neighborhood were destroyed. We thought perhaps some of us could uh, volunteer to help clean up the debris. You know, it's quite a fun way to band together as a community. Isn't that right, Gianni? Oh, uh, yes, sorry. For those of you who don't know, my soulmate Gianni here is a Buddhist monk. He took a vow of silence that he's still observing. Even here, in the good place. Again, her tone. Truly yes. inspiring. Well, Tahani, it's not really your job to clean up, but I suppose there's no harm if you really want to. Oh, well, hurrah! We need about uh, 12 volunteers. And I wonder how oh, she arrived at 12. Yes. Passing. I'm flying to pick up Apostles. the all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have yeah. I didn't think about that. See? I'll be soaring through there the you air go. like a fork in a religious bird. background. Mm-hmm. Eleanor and I would love to help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You want to prove you're not selfish? Here's the perfect test. There's something fun that you want to do, and then there's something less fun that people are doing for the common good. Which do you choose? Have fun. Hey up there. 
visit maybe suck, probably. Well, I wouldn't call it fun. I'd say it's like 50 million simultaneous orgasms, but better. How far is your average pickup? About the same. Great. <laughs> you know, this really reminds me of my time in Vietnam, picking up mortar shells with my godmother, Diana. It doesn't really matter what she's a princess of. Honey, how goes the cleaning? Oh, swimmingly, Michael. And I have to say, this neighborhood that you've built is truly a masterpiece, the likes of which I've never seen. And I've been to Johnny Depp's private bird sanctuary. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. But it's also dead wrong. This neighborhood is a disaster. See, I must have made a mistake somewhere, and it led to all this chaos, and now I'm just, I'm just terrified that it's going to happen again. I'm trying to put a good face on, on well, this, this face that I've constructed for myself, but <laughs> the truth is, I, I'm just miserable. I have to go. Thank you so much for your service. Oh, no. Powerful people do not handle failure well. Michael could be heading for a total meltdown. Soulmate. Are you thinking what I'm so thinking? Good. Should we say it at the same time? All right. One, two, three. We must help Michael. Oh, you sly devil. <laughs> you keep me on my toes, aren't you? All right, come on. Let's go. The, the pain smile. She's so good at the pain <laughs> smile. Hey, Eleanor. Isn't this great? Um, yeah. When I thought of the afterlife, I totally pictured being an unpaid, non-flying janitor. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> You guys are so fun, just relentlessly fun. I keep thinking, when are they going to stop being fun? And the answer is never. <laughs> You're never going to stop. <laughs> well, I have had a pretty full day of being unselfish. I've made some new friends. My area is almost garbage free. So you're going to help me figure out how to stay, right? Oh, that is a really tough question. Most great philosophers would say, Helping you is pointless, that you can't try to be good, especially when your motivations are so obviously corrupt. Yeah, but what do most great philosophers know? On the other hand, Aristotle <laughs> thought that moral virtue is something that you could get better at. He, he compared it to playing the flute. The more you practice, the more you improve. Aristotle, that's my boy right there. People <laughs> <laughs> agree he was the best one. So it sounds to me like you are on board the Help Eleanor train. Well, I've narrowed it down to two possibilities, yes and no. <laughs> Again, he can't he can't pick he just he belabors the point for 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 too long. I know. Like he like well it, it's like well he's like he's not someone that would take the Baskin Robbins. I should say that. The 31 flavors? Yeah, cuz he has to well pralines and cream uh, seem to be really good, but you know, um, let's let's try mint chocolate chip. Uh, but then, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So you know, you maybe end up with a cone with three or four flavors in it, mm -hmm. and also may, they may end up tasting horrible together. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Eleanor is definitely acting out of a not good place. She's trying to be good to get something, which most people would say is not the way to be good. Um, but the fact that I, I, I just it's it's highlighted very heavily throughout that that um, Chidi can't 
you know, he's like, well, most philosophers would say you can't learn how to be good. But there is, you know, another argument, and I've boiled it down to two possibilities, yes or no. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting because – Everybody begins to show cracks in their own way. There's, there's, um, uh, there's Tahani's, uh, you know, pained expression as she as she's so clearly over the fact that um, she can't talk to her soulmate. That her soulmate is totally silent, mm. and she's just clearly not happy with that. Um, but but trying to act cheerful. But that that facade is cracking pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, you had Eleanor who was broken from the beginning, but then now you also have Chidi who is starting to, well, you know, how, if he can never take a firm stance on anything, how did he do anything good, you know? How, it's it's just, it's these slow cracks. And it's funny too, is like they have parallels, uh, Chidi and Eleanor, mm-hmm. that um, he doesn't want to do the good thing and help her because mm-hmm. he's a because he's selfish and he's like I don't want to get dragged down with you. That's true. He doesn't remark on his own selfishness. No. If he was completely selfless, it would be no question he's going to help her, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the peril his own position would be mm-hmm. in at that point. So they're almost two peas in a pod here, mm-hmm. um, but um, he he thinks he's a. Like his position is like, well, I don't want to get dragged down. I know I'm good. Right. Like, why should I help teach someone else how to do it? And of course, we already know Eleanor is not like, is not good. Right. Uh, I it's it yeah the the whole notion of him he everybody's sort of oblivious in their own way, not recognizing their own flaws, and that's something that I, that is I just kind of picked up while watching it this third time right now and i just rewatched this last night too so um what i find funny about tahani is that she's like this she's like an npr sponsor she only contributes when she knows she can get the recognition yes exactly (laughs) absolutely and maybe walk away with a tote bag Mm um i do love her remark about um you know this uh, comparing, you know, uh, comparing the good place with, and I've been to Johnny Depp's bird sanctuary, <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, which is great. Um, I, you know, I'm going to skip past Eleanor's loophole um, by showing up pre-drunk um, mm-hmm. and therefore not being able to be the, the designated driver. Um, uh, Ah, okay. I did want to get, again, I know I mentioned this last time, but My Good Place does have like a million frozen yogurt shops. Yes. So, to the frozen yogurt shop. All I deserve, really. Oh, wait. Okay. I do want to start that from the beginning, though. Million flavors together, and yet somehow I can taste each individual one. It's remarkable. (laughs) I got no flavor. That's all I deserve, really. Look, I, I appreciate you trying to cheer me up. I really do. But you don't understand. Th- this was the very first neighborhood that I got to design. It was my chance to prove myself. And now I've blown it. You know, sometimes a flaw can make something even more beautiful. 
Like with Cindy Crawford and her short shears. Mistake in my design. If there's a single yeah, glitch so in perfect. the system, if even one blade of grass is angled a, a fraction of a degree off, <laughs> the whole dog. neighborhood is compromised. <laughs> Whose dog is that, guys? Whose dog is that? Whose dog is that? See, this is one of those glitches I was talking about. Nice try, puppy. Teacup. Have you seen my dog? <laughs> <laughs> This okay. episode of What the Fork is sponsored by dogs burning up in the sun. That's so, so good. <laughs> Poof. The whole act of from start to finish of the idea of somebody who's essentially an ar- uh, an angel, right? An architect of mm-hmm. heaven or something. Picking up a dog and mm-hmm. kicking it into the sun, which <laughs> with the little poof, it's just, it's so fantastic. Uh, yeah and his just Ted Danson is so fucking good in this oh my god the the delivery well I got no flavor it's all I deserve and (laughs) (laughs) whose dog is this (laughs) I oh it's perfect and I I'm still I'm still knee deep in my Cheers rewatch as well. I just watched this episode where uh, Sam falls down like this flight of stairs. Mm. And he has to, and Willie drives him to a cabin in Vermont where he'll have a mm. secret rendezvous with one of his many lady friends. And I've never thought of Ted Danson as a physical like comedian. Yeah. But that episode just totally kind of changed the way that I, I, I saw him just as this naturally funny fellow mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. just the way he uses his body knows he how he uses body as a as a comedic tool for laughs I, it's something that you don't pick up on like well it's just because i'm pretty sure that when he was on marin he was talking about um not being a graceful person or not being a mm-hmm. dancer or something like that and he his his body is is ends up being such a part of his performance mm-hmm. um you know even the kind of way that his, his that he uses his hands or moves his body as he's talking communicating the opposite of what he's saying often mm-hmm. um you know as as he tries to maintain some uh, you know facade of being in control or something his body language is very clear that he's not um mm-hmm. And it's 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 really, really interesting. So so we have here the um, the part where Eleanor's bag breaks, um, and and uh, that's worth some watching. You see magical trash bags. Five more minutes, flyers. Five more minutes. Oh man, really? Actually sweeping it under the rug. Janet, I'm finished yes. with cleanup and I'm ready to fly. 
How do I start? Hop on the launch pad and conjure an image that brings you pure joy. Some people think of their wedding day or favorite vacation spot. People puking on roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> puking on roller coasters. <gasps> it's working! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Janet? And it all falls this apart. This is a scheduled mm-hmm. trash storm. So here's the situation, Evita. I kind of kicked your dog into the sun. But I got her back. Everything everything seems fine. Teacup, thank goodness you're okay. Everyone, it is merely a construct of a dog. It feels no pain or joy or love. Teacup doesn't love me? Oh! Oh, no, 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 no. It definitely feels love. Do you actually want a dog that loves you a little bit more? Because I can kick her right back into the side and get you another one, just like that. No. Oh, boy. I'm making things worse. Okay. All right. That's all right. Breathe. Breathe. You breathe? Mm-hmm. If you do, then just breathe, because everything's fine, Michael. It's fine. Oh, it's raining garbage. Run! No, no, no. I want to run this way. <laughs> I just don't want you to say anything. <laughs> Nothing. It just started raining trash out of nowhere for no reason at all. <gasps> okay, fine, fine. My bag broke and I ditched the trash instead of taking it all the way to the dumpster. But in my defense, there were only five minutes left in flying and I wanted to go fly it. How was that a defense? You made a bad choice. I made a bad choice. We could have literally been flying and all you wanted to do was talk about morals. I mean, you're like the worst part of Superman. This is a relief. I can stop my deliberations. You are a selfish person, and it is pointless to help you. You are on your own. Oh, man. How about this trash storm gunner? More cleaning up to do. It's a a dream come true. (laughs) We're okay. You can't die here. Come on. I mean, even you have to admit these guys are psycho. So I've decided that I don't, I don't want Eleanor to, I mean, it's to go with me to Disneyland. To- <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah. Um, because she would cut on all the rides in yeah. front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she would make me throw up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because and she would laugh at me. People puking on roller coasters. People puking on roller coasters. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. <clears throat> Um, I remember this part being be calm and in control. Oh, and yes, falling apart. No, Michael, you are a paragon of fortitude. You're a mountain of strength. I'm not a mountain of strength. I'm a canyon <laughs> full of poo poo. <laughs> the architect of this neighborhood has just referred to himself as a canyon full of poo-poo. Surely now you will say something. Grace us with your vocalized wisdom. Please, I'm begging you. This part is actually really amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, I understand. The strength is inside me. <laughs> It's been there all along. No, of course, I can overcome any obstacle. <laughs> oh, thank you, John. You thank you. 
I'm back. Which, of course, just Did fucks you? with Tahani. Oh, oh yes. So much to teach me. Maybe I should try to be silent, too. And you know Irene. he totally stole Look, that shit from Fried Kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. She lasted about two seconds on silence. <laughs> yep. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> just water tonight, huh? Designated driver? Yeah, it sucks. I think it's awesome. I mean, someone's got to do it, right? I think it's a cool thing to do for people. Yeah, no, no, I meant, I meant, I, it sucks that I can't do it more. <laughs> I actually prefer it to drinking. Staying sober and knowing my friends will get home safe. That's my buzz. <laughs> hey guys, good news and bad news. See that hot bartender over there? He's into me and we're going to bang it out. The bad news is it means I can't drive you guys home. But I did call a cab for you guys, but they recognized my number and they didn't want to come. I've thrown up in a lot of cabs. So are we good here? Eleanor, you have a very important choice to make. If you blow us off, you are banned from Thursday night drinks forever. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'll see you guys at work. Peace. You, let's go. And then she she begins to clean the garbage. Have you ever seen or read, maybe as a kid, there's this book, I think it's called, I want to say it's called Fortunately Unfortunately. No. Which is weird because I've, since I've been been a father, I'm pretty much aware of every children's book ever made. Yeah, okay, so I had this book as a kid. I think it was a Reading Rainbow book at one point. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but uh, it, it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's like, unfortunately, he had a parachute, but unfortunately, there's like a hole in his parachute. Oh. And, you know, so there's there. It's it's always the um, uh, yeah. It's it's pretty. Maybe it wasn't a reading rainbow book. Anyhow. It's it's a it's a a, a fun. It, it, your your kid would probably enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Does it have elephants in it? Because then yes. Is is that is that are we on elephants now? We are in first. So it's trains, okay. which will come in handy later. Um, because there's in season two, there's the train episode. Yes, yes. Um, so it's trains and it's um, so there's elephant. Because he likes those Elephant and Piggy Mo Williams books. Who doesn't? I have <laughs> Elephant and Piggy up on the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it's bunnies. Okay. Um, but trains are the current obsession. It went from planes to trains. Soon there will be automobiles. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have a complete John Hughes movie. No, that one's not John Hughes, is it? Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Okay. I, I've also decided, um, side tangent as well, that... If at the age of four or five, he uh, he is still on the trains, I will go the way of Neil Young, <laughs> buy stock in Lionel trains, and then build just like a giant mile train set. Excellent. And I will, and that will be, I will be Neil Young, <laughs> with just so into trains. <laughs> but M- minus having written the the amazing songs and being uh, uh, 
a brilliant guitarist. Yes. <laughs> I will put together, but other than that, <laughs> I will put together a band called Crazy Horse, <laughs> and I will I will write an album called After the Gold Rush, which is yeah amazing because mm-hmm. a man needs a maid. Yes. Um. All right, so we have Eleanor cleaning up. I went to all the places where I dumped trash earlier and cleaned it up so it couldn't be traced back to me. Well, it looks <laughs> like you cleaned up everything. You're doing this because you feel bad. And you're not even doing it to get me to help you anymore because I told you that's not going to happen. Okay, yeah, fine. I felt bad for stupid Gunner and stupider Antonio and the whole neighborhood. <laughs> I felt bad about what I did. It was a weird feeling. Not used to it. Didn't love it. Feeling remorse about being wrong isn't as good as just doing something right, but it's a start. Look, I think you're capable of change, and I will help you try. Oh, wow, man, I swear I won't let you down. Hi there. I, I love Chidi's Mr. Rogers look, too. <laughs> Do you still want me to dump it inside of Antonio's house? <laughs> what? No, I did not tell you to do that. You are loco, girlfriend. Okay, I won't let you down starting now. <laughs> ah, Eleanor. Good morning. Michael. Do I do love this cup bit. I have had you so. Figured out how to make a to-go cup that doesn't leak right where the seam. I hate the that. Lid. Oh, I'm too. so glad you noticed. I was very proud of that. One of the hardest problems I had to solve. Yeah. Eleanor. I know what you did. Cleaning up the entire neighborhood by yourself. <laughs> I knew you were special, but this is proof. Well, I was just doing my part, you know? And um, since I'm special, your words, I didn't get to fly. I'm sorry. No, I've had to ban flying for a thousand years. Too many <laughs> One resident hit a rotting turkey carcass at a thousand miles an hour and just exploded into this fireball of turkey flesh and bones and sinew. <laughs> Can we all agree Any that's a reference to WKRP? <laughs> so, I have moved out of my apartment officially and into your guest room. Figured it would cause less suspicion and make things easier for our good person lessons. Cool. Uh, just FYI, I'm a very loud snorer. And I like to drip dry in the nude, so eyes to yourself, perv. <laughs> Now, a long way to go to pull this off. It will take hours and hours of studying ethics and moral philosophy. We're going to have assignments and quizzes and papers. He sounds so happy. so much fun. Remind me what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> you get to avoid eternal damnation. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, I got you a present. What? Senegal. <laughs> That's not a present. That's just common decency. <laughs> Fork and nail The plot thickens. Yes. You don't belong here. Oh, shirt. <laughs> From you long. All right. So that is episode two. What? What I find ironic too is, was well, we keep going back and forth with the, the real world and the good place, is yes. that 
is that uh, Eleanor does not feel consequences, does not have consequences right. for her actions. And ironically, in The Good Place, uh, there are consequences. You know, she, she feels guilt. She feels consequences. Like, it took dying uh, in a most elaborate way. To <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that for sure. And it's, yeah. I, I So what, what are your, your final thoughts sort of on this episode? Because we now have, we now have a uh, cheating moving, cheating moving in. Uh, and I, <laughs> Eleanor's whole thing about drip drying in the nude, so ice yourself, perv. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, again, if you want to talk about delivery, everybody's delivery in this is just so on point mm. and perfect for their specific personality. And mm. and and I wonder. So I'm gonna. I was talking to. Um. um I think that I had mentioned this in response to a post that Jason Woodbury had done about high fidelity. Mm. Um, and you know, I was, I was thinking about this, um, as somebody who always wants to be seen as the John Cusack character. Um, but who is probably more like the Todd Luiso character. Um, you know, the, the, uh, Bell and Sebastian listening. Um, person that's that's probably more me um i'm the same actually, way except i always end up being the jack black character the one who listens to katrina and the waves and annoys the shit out of everyone it, when i'm really really honest with myself i'm the guy who's who's um coming in asking about the captain beefheart record <laughs> <laughs> but um so but it, it occurred to me at that point that Really, if you put those three together, they make a complete person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you think about this and and the personalities um, uh, as as they continue to be revealed, Jian uh, Yu, we still have you know his st- story to get into, um, and um, or not Jian Yu, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and spoilers, yeah. Um, which is why we are starting with season one, because I could not talk about season three without spoiling it. I'm sure, um, it's hard to do, hard to do a show in the moment, I would imagine, which is probably why I've avoided podcasts that are talking about the show as it airs, because if I happen to get behind or, or something. I've heard, I've heard musings that there is another podcast about this show out there. I yesterday found a few. Um, and I'm sure that they won't be near as good. Um, <laughs> my fear. So, so as we're recording today, apparently, as my wife informs me, the new season of Serial is out. Ah, so we may have the cards stacked against us as far as getting ears. And, Maybe, but you know, I feel that quality. Will will win out, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it might eventually pick up. But it, you know, hey, I switched hosting providers, and now everything's going to be on Spotify too. So, um, 
that's take that hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you're watch. That's right. um, <laughs> gunning for you. Um, but uh, it's it's you know how probably between them they sort of make up a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably less obviously so. I, it be, I the the characters here are are a little more complete. Um, they're just oblivious to their true natures, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's an interesting storytelling point. And we have now, of course, you don't belong here, mm-hmm. uh, which Eleanor knows that Chidi's not the only one who knows. That's right. Who could it be? Who could it be? Who knows the real Eleanor? <laughs> Other than Eleanor In, doesn't even know the real Eleanor. Intrigue. Intrigue yeah. ensues from this point. The plot thickens. That's the thing is like Eleanor doesn't even know who she is yet. <laughs> everybody is on a well every, truly, as we continue to watch, everybody's really on a journey of self discovery. Mm-hmm. Um all of these people who were so sure of who they were. And and completely fine with who they were. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, as as terrible a person as Eleanor is, she was fine with it, mm-hmm. um, or so we are led to believe, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I I think that about does it then, and um, and we'll do uh, do episode three coming up. So this is the episode that kind of establishes what to expect from the show more so than the pilot simply because like, there's always like some lesson that they want to explore. Right. 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 Um, and well, it's the, because each season's only what, 12, 13 episodes, 13 episodes. I want to say it's interesting. The, the, the slow reveal of everything because you're, you're, you're learning the, the backstory of everyone and really, Mm observing everybody and their personalities simply through how they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And which is one of the things that I love about shows that, um, that have shorter seasons because Mm -hmm. they need in order to write to, to be good. They don't have to, um, or they, they don't have the, the arc of a 26 episode season that uh you know where where they can do some filler episodes and maybe and do some exposition here and there mm-hmm. they they have to get this complete story out and and have everyone evolve in a much shorter space especially uh well uh a show that's with commercials taken out of it roughly 20 22 minutes yeah um and to pack all of that in there in, in that shortest span of time is is really is really incredible. So it's a and to your point, like I think of the first season of Breaking Bad, six episodes long, right? Because they had to cut it short because of the writer strike. But you get I already know so much about everyone on that show just from mm-hmm. that six episodes, which, um, like it to and so to your point, like yeah, it seems. Like since we are in the golden age of television <laughs> and um, people can have episodes as long or short as they want, mm-hmm. there's more 
room for character development now. Whereas like, again, like going back to my cheers rewatch, like it takes forever to realize that how that Rebecca isn't a shallow person and that Norm right. loves Vera. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, um, I had this feeling watching, rewatching Star Trek The Next Generation too of, um, of the, uh, how many episodes were really terrible. Like the mm-hmm. great episodes were so great that you in retrospect, or at least I in retrospect, uh, overlooked a lot of how terrible some of the really bad, awful episodes were. Um, X- X-Files is the same way. Yeah. Especially, especially since they've redone it. The good episodes are really good. Mm. And the bad episodes are horrible. <laughs> awful. So it made the first revival season such such a difficult slog sometimes because they had it was like a six or seven episode season mm-hmm. and they had filler episodes. Oh, they don't have time to have filler episodes. Yeah, and like, how can you do a filler episode like in a six episode season? When, mm-hmm. And the filler episodes were just actually the one filler episode was really good. Actually, the filler episodes were actually really good. <laughs> it's the ones that like, focused on the conspiracy mm-hmm. that were bad, really, really bad. So, yeah. as as a reader and a, a writer myself, I I love the short form arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like of, often that where novels fall apart under their own weight is the is the lack of restrictions really mm-hmm. that you're able to to drag something out over three four hundred plus pages and really you know kind of go up your own ass a little bit right yeah where i i always lean on this sort of exa- uh, on this specific example because i'm a huge fan of tc boyle's writing mm-hmm. but i really only love his short stories his novels are boring to me Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've tried to read a number of them and, you know, it's, it's always, it just gets too mired in, in what he's trying to talk about. And there are a couple that, you know, I'm sure I should probably go back and visit at some point, but his short, um, uh, fiction collections, I will devour. It's just, you know, he has this limited space in which to tell a, a story and, you know, he's, he is a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. But I think that when he he reins it in to 20 pages, it's a chance for him to kind of concentrate that and really have to focus on getting this complete story out there. It reminds me, there's this book I'm reading right now. uh, It's called Bearskin. And I'm reading it for a book club. And I kind of like where it's going. Is it Barbara Vandenberg's book club? That would be the one. (laughs) I'm I'm talking to her for a limited engagement on Monday. Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) Um, uh, it's, I'm curious to know where it's going. There's enough to get me to like read the on, read on, but there's so much exposition, like, and it's, it's written parts of it are really eloquently written, but the dialogue is like a Michael Cryan novel or it's just tin. Mm. And I kind of just wish, like, and as someone who writes, journalism tries to keep it short and succinct Mm -hmm. i find 
exposition unless you say uh to be burdensome sometimes unless you're michael shaban or yeah where every word uh you're that you type is just brilliant and wonderful he has his moments too though i mean oh, yeah. and i i love the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay uh and you know honestly telegraph avenue i thought was really great too mm-hmm. i had i had some issues with it but the 32 page sentence that's yeah, my issue. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he is somebody that, that can do it. And there are there are novelists that can do it. Um, but I think they're the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, just as I, there are some long format shows that do it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're the exception. Right. It's like the Amy Sherman Palladino packing things with dialogue or the mm-hmm. um the uh uh west wing uh oh my god how am i forgetting oh um I kn- that's terrible i know to who would you refer west wing sports night newsroom uh god damn social it. network yep um good man Oh, this is terrible. Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Thank you. Stupid brain. Um, <laughs> pulling that out. Um, people like like him or even uh, like dialogue that doesn't sound necessarily natural, but is brilliant, like David Mamet. Yeah, that's... Um, there, there, again, are people that are sort of exceptions. Hmm. Um and to me, again, this show is an exception. They just they they managed to pack so much in there, and it's so tightly uh, put together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's can you imagine what ends up on the cutting room floor of the show? Uh, which is what DVDs are for. Yeah. And is there a good place DVD set? I have no idea because they always keep saying seasons one, two are on Netflix. I'm to gonna, prepare for the third. Like I have NBC to check this is out. just. Pimpin' Netflix? <laughs> yeah, NBC is pimping Netflix right now. Um, I'm sure they've got a good deal with them. They must. But I, I, I will mourn the death of TV on DVD. Um, I think it's it's still, to some extent, it's still a thing. But, um, but I mean, that was one of my favorite things about like the Simpsons DVDs is the writer commentary on there. Oh, yes. And, and, you know, the stuff, uh, for, um, you, you know, uh, scenes that didn't make it into the show and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's, that's even more for me than I always enjoyed watching, uh, cut scenes and gag reels from television shows more than from film. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I feel that, that television is a medium that where you have to make tough choices not to put in great scenes and film you pretty much have the opportunity to put your best stuff in there mm-hmm. i i agree and oh so in hulu though um if you watch the show on hulu like i did they do have extended episodes oh do they yes okay um, well, it might be worth watching it on hulu then so, well, of course, the only thing with Hulu is you have commercials. Ads. So, yeah. All right. Because they have to make money somehow. Uh, whatever. Yeah, because Hulu 
is hurting, I'm sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's a good way to end. And uh, again, you can follow us uh, at WhatTheForkPod on Twitter, email WhatTheForkPod at gmail.com. And uh, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please leave us reviews and uh, ratings so other people can find us. And uh, yeah, send in your questions, your comments. And that's, that's, I'm really looking forward to some of that coming in and helping to drive the conversation too. Um, and we'll, I, w- I would like to get to the point where we have kind of like an email or comment segment at the beginning. Yeah, I like to see... Um, the audience of, I believe now, the potential 13 people that will Ooh, listen to this. 13. As Last time I checked the Twitter page, I think we had 13 To be fair, people. we don't even have an episode out yet. So. Yes. <laughs> so the fan base is growing. They they want, people want this. It's coming. We'll put it out there. Uh, and this is a Hoot and Waddle podcast. So if you feel like supporting Hoot and Waddle, uh, patreon.com slash Hoot and Waddle, um, you, can, you can donate there. Um, anything above a dollar, but anything above five bucks starts getting perks. So just a quick plug for that. And uh, is there anything you wanted to plug personally, Jason? Uh, not off the top of my head right now. Just uh, go read your Eleanor Friedberger interview. Yes. On the New read Times. my Eleanor Friedberger in the new times. Uh, I have another article coming in Phoenix magazine for the month of November. Oh, awesome. Um, and um, also Phoenix new times.com, Jason and um, Jason E. Kyle on the Twitters. Right on. All right. We'll uh, get the fork out of here. All right. Okay.